Today's podcast is brought to you by newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, Newspapers.com gives you a front-row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, Newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code CUPOFMURDER for an exclusive 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code CUPOFMURDER at Newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, What? more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. There were two more murders 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. The scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cup of murder... Many of us can tell you what the Ides of March is. It was, at least for me, a day in the year where our English teacher gave special credit for wearing a toga to school while we read Shakespeare's infamous Julius Caesar aloud in the classroom. But do you know the whole, very true story in which the Bard's Tale is inspired? On March 15th, 44 BCE, the Ides of March took place and Julius Caesar fell from power at the hands of those who he believed supported him. So if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. The 15th of March, or thereabouts, was called the Ides of March long before Julius Caesar's murder. At the time, Romans did not number each day of the month. Instead, they counted back from three fixed points in the month. Nones, which was the fifth or sixth day, Ides, which was the 13th day in all of the months except for March, May, July, and October, and Kalends, which is the first of the following months. While this may seem confusing to us now, with no phones or planners to keep track, they did the best they could using the moon to dictate their calendar. The Ides of March, which was the first full moon of the new year, as well as all the other Ides, were sacred to the deity, Jupiter, and sacrifices were made in his honor. March was also a time for the Feast of Anna Perenna, goddess of the year, and included ceremonies, picnics, and general merriment. Over the years, more and more took place on the Ides of March, 
But for the sake of brevity, it is considered an important time of the year with much to celebrate and observe, as well as being the deadline for Romans to settle any debt. In the years prior to his assassination, Julius Caesar served the Republic for eight years of war. But when told to disband his army and return home, he refused and plunged Rome into Caesar's civil war in 49 BCE. He was eventually appointed dictator perpetuo in early 44 BCE, much to many's dismay. Once in power, Caesar failed to follow certain expected etiquettes, made jokes when inappropriate, arrested people without merit, rejected gifts, and gave the Senate a general attitude that caused their disdain as well as disdain of the public. According to stories, these incidents were the straw that broke the camel's back, the final straw for those opposed to his rule. A group of men became concerned that Caesar was on his way to crown himself the king of Rome, and the, quote, three last straws, a series of three events that exasperated these concerns between 45 and 44 BCE, led them to act. Cassius Longinus and his brother-in-law, Marcus Brutus, began meeting and growing their group in February of 44 BCE, realizing that, to look legitimate, they needed a large group of supporters to remove the tyrant from his position. They made sure everyone they recruited was a friend or a close acquaintance, making sure they knew the men involved well and didn't add anyone whose recklessness would ruin their plans. One person that they couldn't agree on was Mark Antony, Caesar's right-hand man. They worried that if they didn't include him, his strength and military knowledge would make him too dangerous, meaning they would have to assassinate not just one ruler, but a second. Brutus, however, argued that killing just Caesar was the better option, that if they were truly acting based on the principles of law and justice, Caesar was the only one that needed to fall. There was just one problem. While Caesar didn't have a formal bodyguard, he did make sure that his friends surrounded him at all times to protect him. But if they enacted their attack while at one of the Senate meetings, this issue would be resolved as no one was allowed at the meetings outside of the Senate. They also felt that if the murder took place in full view of the Senate, it would be seen as a noble act done on the behalf of Rome rather than a political plot. It was their best bet despite the obvious complications, and the last Senate meeting was set for the Ides of March. Now, Julius was suspicious that something was happening, even asking Brutus what Cassius was up to. Because of this, a meeting was called just days before the planned assassination, at which time Cassius told the men that if anyone was to discover their plans, they were to take their own lives rather than give up their co-conspirators. With the plan set and Caesar growing more of an issue, March 15th, 44 BCE approached and the assassins were ready. This particular meeting was taking place at the Theater of Pompeii, where gladiatorial games were taking place. Decimus Brutus owned a company of gladiators and stationed them precariously so that, if a fight took place during the assassination, they could help protect them and block the other senators from interfering. As the senators waited for Caesar to arrive, what they didn't know was that Calpurnia, his wife, had woken earlier that morning from a nightmare saying she dreamt she was holding her husband's dead body. She begged him not to go to the meeting that day. And after some resistance, Julius agreed and sent Mark Antony to dismiss the Senate. When the assassins heard this, Decimus went to Caesar's home to try and talk him into coming to the meeting, even asking if he was going to let a woman's silly dream stop him from performing his duties. He decided to go to the meeting after all, and as he was walking into the Senate house, caught sight of one of the men crying out playfully, well, the Ides of March have come. 
Now, at about this time, Mark Antony had gotten wind from a worried conspirator about the plot to kill Caesar and hurriedly made his way to the meeting to try and head them off. The assassins anticipated this, and as he approached the theater of Pompeii, they detained him outside. Caesar arrived at the Senate, and a man named Lucius presented him with a petition to recall the exile of his brother. While he was distracted with this matter, the rest of the men surrounded the pair to offer their support. When Caesar waved the man away, another grabbed his shoulder and pulled Caesar's toga. He cried out confused just as another man named Casca produced a dagger and thrust it towards the ruler's neck, Caesar catching his arm just in time. As he was pleading with the man asking why he was doing this, the men descended upon him and began stabbing. Caesar tried to get away, but blinded by his own blood, fell to the ground. In total, he was stabbed about 23 times by nearly 60 men involved in the conspiracy. What Julius Caesar is most famous for is the final words delivered upon his death. The version best known and made famous by Shakespeare is the sentence, et tu brute, said to Marcus Brutus, one of the leaders of the assassination. Many historians, however, argue what was really said that day, and some believe he said nothing at all. Two days after the murder, Mark Antony made a deal with the Senate that allowed the conspirators to walk away with no ramifications in hopes of avoiding a bigger governmental issue. Despite their grand plans, the assassins were unable to restore the institutions of the Republic, which ended almost altogether. In fact, the murder led to a civil war and to the participant period of the Roman Empire. Caesar's grandnephew, Gaius Octavius, his sole heir, took over and quickly gained the support and admiration of Caesar's friends and supporters. After the war, Mark Antony married Caesar's lover, Cleopatra, and became a historical and literary figure in his own right. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on March 16th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon, or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. What interferes with your happiness? What are some things standing in the way of being the best version of you? For a lot of people, life, your past, and sometimes your current situation can cause roadblocks in your life. Mental health is incredibly important, and so many, including myself, can benefit from talking to a professional and working to dismantle those roadblocks. That's why I'm excited to talk to you guys about BetterHelp. BetterHelp knows no two people are the same and will help to assess your personal needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. These incredibly convenient appointments are in a safe and completely private online environment, and you can start chatting with your new therapist in under 24 hours. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling. You can message with your counselor at any time and get a timely response, plus schedule weekly video or phone sessions, which means no driving to an office, no waiting rooms, and no awkward small talk. Just meaningful sessions with experts who specialize in things like depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, trauma, family conflict, LGBTQ matters, grief, and so much more. There is truly someone there for everyone. And BetterHelp is committed to finding your perfect match, which means if you and your counselor don't mesh for whatever reason, they make it easy and free to seek someone new if needed. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, 
And with financial aid available and access worldwide, they truly make it easy for anyone to seek the help they need. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash morning cup. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. 